1: There has been a new CDC study that has come out recently that has said three out of five high school girls in the United States that were surveyed reported persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness in 2021. Now, this study is getting so much attention because it is the first uh, that the CDC has conducted after the pandemic and the results Show a sixty percent increase in th- these uh reports of of these uh bad feelings over the past decade. It's increased sixty percent in twenty twenty one fifty seven percent of high school girls reported these feelings compared to thirty six percent in two thousand and eleven. Thirty percent also reported that they have seriously considered suicide, which is again up a lot from just nineteen percent. I shouldn't say just any any amount is terrible, but comparatively to now, just nineteen percent in two thousand and eleven. And for boys, all of these numbers are still significant, but consistently less. that they felt those feelings, those persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness. And 14% of the boys surveyed said that they have seriously considered suicide. There's also data in this study pertaining to instances of sexual violence. For instance, 18% of high school girls surveyed reported that they've experienced high levels of sexual violence, and that is compared with 5% of boys surveyed who say that they experience the same thing. As a 23-year-old female myself, not far from this age group, I would like to humbly offer some of my speculations as to why this is. But first, let's get some of the obvious uh, causes out of the way. First of all, obviously hormones are very real in this age range. It's it's natural to experience a lot of confusion with regard to your emotions as your body is undergoing a lot of changes. The reason There is a reason why people make so many movies about the... Uh, um how hard high school is i mean it's just it's a it's a bad time so it's not exactly a total shock that that high schoolers are saying that they are struggling also no doubt the pandemic contributed to these numbers test scores are at an all-time low and recently there's been data that's come out that has said that as many as 1.2 million public school students exited the classroom after the pandemic and have not returned to the public school system. And of course, as we all know, during the pandemic, we were siloed and stunted. We couldn't interact with one another. And I think the worst thing about COVID, especially for people my age, is that it gave us all an excuse to pause our lives and indulge, excuse me, our passivity. I was speaking with someone recently who was telling me that he doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life. And by the way, at our age, that's very common and not really anything to be too concerned about. It's it's natural. But one of the things that he said, and I thought it was remarkably honest, was when he was home during the pandemic, living with his parents, he said, it kind of gave me an excuse to not advance myself in my career, not go out on dates, not push myself to develop new friendships. It kind of gave us all this very easy thing to fall back on and go, well, I really should be doing this, but it's the pandemic, so I can't. And I think that has really caught up to a lot of us in our lives now, and certainly it has, has for, for the young, those who are younger who you know really do need those formative years to develop their identities, their friendships, and all of those important infras- personal infrastructure building things, as I like to say. But even more than these obvious causes that I just outlined, puberty and the pandemic, I would like to offer, again, a few speculations of my own. The first one, I think a lot of young people are depressed because everything nowadays is so negative. And when you're hearing me say this, you're, you're probably thinking that I'm referring to the news. And certainly that's true. Every single day of my job, when I'm telling you about the latest manufacturing of Iranian drones or North Korean intercontinental ballistic missile parade or... Adam Schiff possibly replacing Dianne Feinstein, I think to myself, my gosh, I'm just kind of bombarding them with bad news. So I completely understand how the news can be discouraging to people. But really when I say that everything is negative, I'm not so much referring to the news because frankly, the news is always negative. There's always horrible things going on in the world. What I'm referring to is that in American society nowadays, We have reduced so much around us to dust. We have called... Great heroes and people in our culture, racist and homophobic and transphobic. All of our institutions are all of these terrible things. All of these people who we revered and we erected statues to honor were secretly, secretly a-holes. And although one may not think that this has any kind of bearing on one's psyche, it does. When you aren't proud of your culture Or your heritage or your country. That's a very sad thing. Imagine, and I don't think many people do unfortunately have to imagine it. It's a very tragic and real phenomena. Imagine not being proud of your family or of your home life. All of us have experienced disappointment with regard to loved ones, tragedy, and that weighs on you. And that is certainly the same thing with our country. I have a friend from college who um, is not from the United States, and I asked her once, I said, what was the biggest culture shock for you coming to school in America? And I thought her response was so interesting. She said, in my country, when we have a remarkable athlete or scholar or someone who's accomplished something great, we plaster them on the cover of all of our newspapers and we put them on the television. You know, this ice skater won gold at the Olympic Games. And she said, everyone in our country rallies around this individual and is so proud to share a national heritage. And she said, it's just crazy to me that you Americans don't do that. Because daily, you have so many people to be proud of. Again, not just athletes, but thinkers, students, commentators, everyday people. There, There are a lot of people in our society who are doing great things. And we don't elevate them. And we don't seem to share a common sense of American identity. And what a shame it is to untether yourself from something so beautiful. So that's that's my speculation, number one, the shame of feeling proud to be American. If you go up to people, not just young people, but most people in society today, and you say to them, what does it mean to be American? I don't think most people could provide an answer for you. And it's shocking to me that people continue to deny that this is not a crucial component of our collective malaise. So, okay, again, that's number one. Number two is that increasingly today, our society, in addition to to telling us that we don't have anything to be proud of, is rewarding bad character traits. Increasingly, fewer and fewer things anymore are based on merit. And it is very demoralizing when you see undeserving people get rewarded for things. Or on the flip side, deserving people not getting rewarded for things. There's been a story that's been circulating around, uh, I guess it's been circulating around a lot of places, but it's mostly been reported on by conservative talk show hosts. And it's that schools around the country are not reporting their national merit scholars anymore publicly to other members of the school because they say that it is going to hurt fellow students' feelings if they did not receive that national merit designation. And I have heard from many people who are a few years younger than I, who go to both public and private schools in Los Angeles, that their schools have embraced these crazy policies where they will not hand out. We we seem to live in this world where everyone gets a trophy, but now we're seeming to go into a world where no one gets a trophy, where they won't confer Uh, annual awards that they would usually do at the school, or they allow people to retake tests because apparently that's equity. And I just can't, thank God I'm not in school anymore, and thank God I'm in a workplace that rewards people based on merit, because I can't imagine what it must do to someone to think, you know, no matter how hard I work, it won't be rewarded, it won't be celebrated because it's not PC to celebrate me or if, frankly, we see people getting elevated and gaining admission to places or getting jobs because of their race or their sexuality or their gender or some other characteristic that has nothing to do with their competence. Again, that gives people an idea that they are not worthy. And especially, this is this is most prevalent in schools and among young people. So again, that's theory number two of why I think so many High schoolers are feeling so persistently sad and hopeless. That's the key word in the study, hopeless. And finally, my third uh, supposition, if you will, is that many people in the high school age range and many people in our country writ large are spiritually suffocated. Many of us do not have a strong religious worldview, We don't have a set of values or beliefs that we place higher than ourselves and that we follow whether or not it personally or professionally advantages us. And I'm not necessarily saying, though, I think it would be great and I think it would make a lot of people happier that all of us necessarily need to go back to 50 or 60 years ago where people always went to church every Sunday and very strictly observed religious law. I'm not necessarily advocating for a complete return to that. But what I am saying is that we have lost so much and our day to day lives have been so diminished as a result of the secularism that has invaded and infected every single institution, every single uh, almost, I should say, every single worldview in our country. I was one of those secular people who didn't have something greater and beyond myself that i really believed in for most of my life and about three years ago that all changed when i read dennis prager's rational bible commentary and uh i don't know how i theologically identify right now but i do know that i believe in god and i do know that having a spiritual and religious worldview has transformed my life more than just about anything else having that kind of worldview I I liken it to putting glasses on and everything around you, every one of your day-to-day interactions become transformed. My secular life was so devoid of meaning. And I think without a strong spiritual worldview, you think that whatever is happening to you at the moment is all there is. You lose that profound sense that there is something deeper in life. And also, you lose the sense that there is purpose to tragedy, to setback, to suffering. With a spiritual worldview, you see that there is something ennobling about those things. So again, it makes sense why so many of these these young people are feeling so hopeless and so down, because they don't have, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, and as I say a lot, a strong personal infrastructure and framework that can help them push through tough moments. And I certainly hope to be an example to young people and any people of how to, as I like to say at the end, think clearly, choose wisely, and act with principle and determination.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's